You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So the Mishnah loves boundary cases. And as we move into the third chapter of Yuvamot, we're going to see a classic boundary case. In fact, two classic boundary cases. And each one, each boundary case takes three Mishnayot. So we're going to see whether we can cover one case every day. So in other words, three Mishnayot today in the first boundary case. And this time there are four brothers. Arba'a Achim. Four brothers. And two of them are married to two sisters. Shanai Mehen Nesuin Shtei Achayot. So two brothers married to two sisters. And they die. Umeitu Hanesuyim Et Achayot. The two brothers who are married to the two sisters die. And the Mishnah explains, the, they perform chalitza, they do not perform yibum. But, and to get more than that, if they went ahead and married them, they have to divorce them. Now, this is an unacceptable marriage. Although Rabbi Elazar is going to disagree, Rabbi Elazar, Omer Mishum Beit Shammai, Yakaimu. Rabbi Elazar says in the name of Beit Shammai that um, they can keep them. And Uveit Hillel, Omrim, Yotsu. Beit Hillel says they must divorce them. So let's have a look. Let's just have a look at the picture of this, of this situation. So we have, and I've given on the source sheet, um, Leah and Rachel as two sisters. And they are married to Yehuda and Uven, who we know are two brothers. And she, but they die. And Shimon and Levi are left alive. Now, Shimon and Levi then are intrinsically connected both to Leah and to Rachel. And we've said that the relationship of the Yibum to the Yivama, uh, what the Mishnah calls a Zukuka, the one who's chained, who's linked, who's requested. Remember, we looked at the derivation. The roots are cut. It's the same as a golden chain. It's a forged chain. This relationship is triggered by the deaths of the two brothers of Yudan and Ruven. Maybe they died together. Maybe they went to war and they died. They both died. So, I mean, these issues are very relevant today, actually, and they will. We will see them play out in Israel in the next. Well, in the in coming months, we will see them play out. So. The relationship is triggered by the by the simultaneous deaths of Yehuda and Reuven. And while Shimon and Levi, the two brothers, are therefore intrinsically connected to the two sisters, Leah and Rachel, it is absolutely it's forbidden to marry. It's forbidden to marry either your you you can't marry two sisters and you can't marry the sister of someone who you're linked to. So that is why they can't they can't perform yibum, but they cannot that they have to perform chalitza. And why do we let them? Um, and, and that's why the Mishnah says if they went ahead and marry them, they must divorce them. Rabbi Elias, Rabbi Elazar says in the name in the name of Beit Shammai that they can keep them. I think what Rabbi Elazar is saying is, look, as soon as one of them performs, one of them marries one of them that. Kind of that double cord is 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 broken. As soon if let's say Shimon were to marry Leah, 
then Leah has already received Yibum from Shimon, so she's no longer connected to Levi. So Levi can go ahead and marry Rachel. I think that's probably where Rabbi Elazar's supposition. And we're going to see something a little bit similar in the next example, the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah continues. One of the sisters was forbidden to one of them, was prohibited to one of them under the prohibition of Erva. We looked at this situation before. We said, well, you know, maybe maybe one of them is, um, let, let's go back and look at the diagram. Maybe Leah is also Shimon's um, mother-in-law. Maybe Leah's daughter married Shimon. It's perfectly possible. So Leah could be prohibited to Shimon by some prohibition of Erva, some prohibition of intimate family relationship, but not to Levi. And we've said before that when there's a prohibition of erva, the bond of chalitza, of yibum, is never triggered. The first Mishnah we learned is that those in those situations, no yibum and no chalitza is required. Somehow this, this linkage, this linkage between the woman and the man is never triggered. And so the Mishnah is going to continue to say, I t- it's going to, well, let's let's re- review the Mishnah now. If one of the sisters was forbidden to one of them under a prohibition of erva, under a prohibition of a forbidden marriage, soon there's no yibum. So Asurba, obviously he can't marry her. But, but because he can't marry her, he's permitted to marry her sister. Remember, we've said we can't marry two sisters, but if we're prohibited to one of them, that frees up the other one. He's forbidden to her, but permitted to her sister. The second brother, the second brother still permitted to both of them. So he is in theory. So he's therefore still in this double bind and he can't do anything. He needs to give Halitza. She needs to give Halitza to both of them. Isur mitzvah, and let, let's look, let's just look at the diagram down here. So I've got um, Rachel is Rachel is exactly the same diagram. Let's say Rachel is forbidden to Levi. Maybe Rachel is Levi's mother-in-law. That means Levi could perform yibum for if Rachel is forbidden to Levi, then. Um, if Rachel is forbidden to Levi, then Levi could perform Yibum for Leah. Because Levi is forbidden to Rachel, he's permitted to Leah. But of course, Shimon is still in the double bind. Shimon is still connected to both, both women. He can't do anything. He has to do Chalitza. And then the Mishnah continues, Isur mitzvah, Isur kudusha. We've learned before in these Mishnayot, if there's not, an, a, not a prohibition of, um, not a prohibition of erva, not a prohibition that is, if you like, related to a close family relationship, but a question of mitzvah or kudusha. So, for example, a, um, a divorced woman to a high priest. Classic example. Choletzet velo mitya benet. They both perform chalitza, and they may not be taken in yibum. In other words, the the, the isur mitzvah and the isur kedusha, the 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 um, the forbidden relationship due to a commandment, 
is not this forbidden this prohibition is not strong enough just to break the bounds of yibum immediately so we need chalitza and finally the mishnah concludes just to round off the it rounds off just with the, the if you like the logical complement of this brain teaser this intellectual exercise so one of the sisters was forbidden to one of them under a prohibition of erva and the, the other sister was prohibited to the other under a prohibition of erva so each one of them going back to these this diagram each one of them is prohibited to one of the brothers, but thank heavens to different brothers. Each one is prohibited to different brothers. So one of the sisters forbidden to one of them, the other sister forbidden to the other one. And so then, then it's very easy. The one who's forbidden to the first is permitted to the second. And the one who's forbidden to the second is permitted to the first. In other words, it works very nicely. And now that explains a weird statement in the, the beginning of the second chapter. This is actually the, the third Mishnah of the second chapter. We read this. Zohi Shamru, this is what it said, in other words, in the Mishnah in the previous chapter. If her sister is her sister-in-law when she's a Yivama, or Mitya Bennett, she can either perform Chalitza or this is the situation where we've got two sisters who are also sisters-in-law. And because of the way it works out, because they're both forbidden to one of the brothers, they they are permitted to either accept chalitza or to accept, sorry, either to perform chalitza or to accept yibum. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.